This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. At least you better be. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. I'm your host, Damn It Damien. Buddies, I'm so happy, I'm so proud, I'm so pleased as punch to bring you this week's episode with one of my new favorite bands. A little band called Foxing, with an F. Try saying Foxing when you're missing your front teeth like I am. Uh, their newest record, Dealer, is out now on Triple Crown Records. Uh, the band is currently on tour with The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die, as well as This Town Needs Guns and Brightside. I met up with the Foxing Boys at Lost Lake here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, it was unfortunately moved from across the street at the much larger Bluebird Theater. Uh, the doors opened at 6 o'clock. The show was sold out by 6.30, maybe even earlier than that. Uh, talking to the to the band members from all the bands that night, they kept talking about how memorable a show it was, how it was their best dinner show, and how that they will always remember that show. Me, I'm always going to remember that show because I have this wonderful chat with these guys. Um, as I, you're going to find out here in the interview, I discovered this band literally the day before. Um, I... I I just kind of stumbled upon him and went, holy shit, this is great. It grabbed me, it rocked me, and it wouldn't let me go. And I thought to myself, I've got to move, I've got to move mountains to meet this band and chat with them tomorrow. And, and thankfully, thanks to their publicist, Talia, we got to make that happen. So I climbed into the van with Josh, John, and Connor on Connor's birthday. We hid ourselves away from the cold impending doom of the snowstorm that was coming in to Denver that night. And, uh, and in that place and in that van, it gave us a chance to get deep, dark and real, man. We, we, we had a real conversation that I don't know we would have been able to have had I known, um, much more about the band, had I been a diehard fan, had I been a fan for so long. So for you longtime listeners, uh, of, of, of mostly harmless, Man, I, I just can't find the words, you know. This is this is probably the best chat I've done yet. And for longtime Foxing fans, I apologize if I did your 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 heroes any um injustice. Um I was still learning and falling in love with them as you have. So if I if I say anything wrong in the interview or in this intro, it's it's just because I'm I'm still just so excited about the band and haven't haven't learned all the nuances yet. So my apologize. Um, we only scratched the surface and I'm hoping that one day again in the future I'll get to sit down and chat with Josh, John and Connor, talk even more about life, the universe and everything. Like it such great guys and and um, I really haven't connected to anyone like this in an interview in a long time and I'm still really 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 blown away um, before we get to that interview let me plug our sponsors at Ratio Beer Works Ratio Beer Works is of course Denver's premier punk rock brewery it is located at 2920 Larimer Street in the, the heart of Denver's Rhino District uh, they're just a block north from the Larimer Lounge they are also maybe 9-10 blocks away from the Summit Music Hall and Marquee Theaters um, stop by, grab yourself a repeater IPA named after one of my favorite Fugazi records, or maybe you're a Domestica fan, and uh, you're going to grab yourself uh, the Domestica Lager, named after one of my favorite Cursive records. All the beers are named after uh, punk rock records or songs, and uh, they do some really cool events. I'm lucky enough that I get to co-host and co-present a monthly comedy show with Mr. Ian Douglas Terry, who did all the Fest comedy at the Fest in Gainesville. Uh, we are also doing a series of video interviews and performances called the Ratio Sessions. And uh, that those are all going to be coming soon coming your way tomorrow we're filming one with the menzingers so visit ratiobeerworks.com to find out more information about the ratio setting sessions uh it's so hard to say that <laughs> the ratio sessions are comedy shows and then always they've always got a special friday firkin beer limited time 
only available on Fridays. So stop by and check them out, RatioBeerWorks.com and uh, 2920 Larimer Street in Denver. Uh, before we get into today's interview, let's let's go ahead and play a song from the new record from Foxing. That song is, um, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce it because my dyslexic little brain can't wrap its head around these words. Magdalene. Ah, I said it right. Magdalene. This is Magdalene from the record Dealer. Out now. Triple Crown Records. Um, go see Foxing. They're out on tour right now. Um, let's take a listen. Let's go, buddies. So yeah, we're hanging out in front of the Lions. Le- no, wait. There are too many fucking LL <laughs> venues in Denver. This is, uh, Lost, Lost Lake. Lost Lion. Lake. There's Lost Lake, Lions Lair, and Larimer Lounge. It, it, it's a tongue twister. strong here. Yeah, it's yeah Stanley names all the venues. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we're hanging out, of course, with Josh. Hello. John. 
Hello. And Connor. Connor, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. You didn't say hello. Hello. Whatever. You can say whatever <laughs> the fuck he wants. <laughs> That's uh, true. Feel free to cuss. It's okay. Although little kids might listen to this because little kids like your band a lot, apparently. That's, uh, that might be true. Okay, so yeah. maybe we'll stop cussing. Kids. kids. <laughs> don't. Um, yeah, never. No. Don't tell uh, your parents. I, it's going to get real here. Yeah. Don't tell uh, your parents when you smoke weed and listen to our record. Right. <laughs> and, and, and Connor, it's your birthday. Yep. You're in Denver. I've been following the band's Twitter feed. You guys have been enjoying the recreational uh, festivities, I take it? Yeah, we've been we've been enjoying them. Yeah. How, fuck, how high are you right now? <laughs> I'm like... Probably, well, when we played, I was like the highest I think I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> you kept telling the crowd how much you loved them, and it was great. I loved it. I did love them. Yeah. Do you still love them now? I don't know. Ask me when I'm not, like, yeah, yeah. just flying, yeah. and how, I'll tell you something. How do you feel right now, just flying? I feel great. Cool. I, I honestly have never had a birthday as awesome as this nice. one. How old are you now? 23. 23. Goddamn. How old are you guys? I'm 28. Just turned 27 last God. week. Babies, babies, babies. I'm 34, so okay. I'm an old, I'm an old fucking dirty punk rock dude. You're an old head. Yeah, yeah. I'm an old guy. That's cool. But that's okay. We still, we can still kick it with the old. Yeah. Heads. Yeah. We'll, no, we'll we'll much, we got much. We got nothing but love for the old heads. And, and I feel like a kid at heart. Like it's, you know, I work with young kids, and they're like, "You're how old?" And I'm like, "I'm 34." Oh, I thought you were 28. I'm like, "All right, cool." The beard hides it all. I feel like I'm 42. <laughs> yeah. Always. But you look. You look great. I look younger than I probably am, but yeah. I feel I inside me I'm 42. Yeah. It just turned towards just breaking you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, so normally when I go into these things, I know a ton about a band. I know more about the band than they do. Sure. Or I try to. Um, so real. You're, you're like Nardwar. But uh, yeah, you but, come in with some insane heat. Yo. <laughs> but do I? No, that guy is on. No, that guy is on an extraterrestrial level. He is something else. I wish I could figure out how the hell he, Who does, knows it. What he does. I don't it's, think he has a real job. I got a real job, but um, <laughs> he's a government experiment, so he doesn't need a, a job. So last night it's like midnight. My friend Aaron Say, who's in there filming stuff, he owns the venue Seventh Circle. I was telling you sure, about sure. really awesome DIY venue. Goes, hey, that uh, the world is a beautiful place. Foxing show has been moved to Lost Lake, and it dawned on me. I'm like, I had read a whole lot about boxing, your band, of course, that I'm talking to, mm. and how much you guys blew everybody away at the fest. I think that's what I read. Yeah, is that what I read? Yeah, you I read that. And so it's, it's it's literally it's midnight. I had to work this morning at ten o'clock, and I'm like, well, they're playing tomorrow. I should hit play on this record and see what this band is all about. I had not listened to the band at all That's really last cool. night at midnight i was like holy shit this is fucking great i stayed up late i listened to the whole fucking thing and i'm like who's their publicist what's my good friend talia yeah and i i and i'm like talia it's one o'clock in the morning <laughs> i just now figured out boxing or playing in denver any chance i can interview him tomorrow yeah and so i'm coming into this pretty blind I, that's kind of awesome yeah. this, and, i think that this will be fun in that regard sweet and 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 really like i listened to the record four fucking times a day i listened to albatross at least half a time, and I was like, "This band is fucking so goddamn good." Whoa. And what I and 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 I might be over whatever. I kiss too much ass, but that's no, okay. That's damn it, damn personality here. Um, it, has there ever been a band that's just been like, "Holy shit, these I I got to do whatever I can to meet these guys tomorrow, or see them, or talk to them, or maybe not tomorrow, but the next day?" Oh, without a doubt. Like, are there? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any uh, examples for me? Sure, but I mean, they're bands that I never get to meet. Oh, yeah. you will though. Maybe one day. I mean, yeah, like, I felt like that, like, the first time I saw, like, This Will Destroy You. I felt like that when I saw, the first time I saw Caspian. Like, John and I played with Caspian years ago at a DIY venue in St. Louis. And it was, like... They stayed at our house. Yeah, they stayed at our house, and they were just, like... Dude, they were... It was them and this band called Arms and Sleepers, and they were just fucking, like... It was visceral, dude. Like, they they destroyed that place. That was devastating. Yeah, and, like, you know, like... And then there's, you know, there's, there's, I was actually just talking with uh, <laughs> MR, keyboard and violence player, uh, keyboard player, about like people that I would geek out if I met. Like, it was, we were just talking about like how it's weird that like you don't get, I guess, starstruck or whatever, but like, I was just saying like, you know, like Bowie or something. Like, yeah, right. like if I met Bowie, I would like, what would I do? I would like, how would I act? Right. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, David Bowie, I love you so much. I just want to like, but it's like, I'd probably freeze the fuck up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, 
what if you met like Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, that like, would be insanity. Yeah. What the fuck would you do? Oh. Yeah, like, like I, the like, boss is right there. He's like, hey, how's it going? Sure. He's like, oh sh- shit. Yeah, somebody like Morrissey or like yeah. Robert Smith or Sting. something. Sting. Sting. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. I would <laughs> really. So, like, we're de- yeah. No, oh definitely. yeah, dude. Cool. I dude, love the, the police. Dude, big, we're big police fans. Like yeah. they're man. Stuart Copeland's one of my favorite drummers. Yeah. He uh, wrote the score to one of my favorite movies, which is Good Burger. Yeah. <laughs> really? He did Good Burger? Yeah, he did, yeah, he did Good, Good Burger. Burger. He also did The Money Pit. Was he, was he <laughs> the guy who put Less Than Jake on the Good Burger soundtrack? I'm too? sure he you had a he hand died, in that. You think he dialed that Less Than Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got just the band. Oh, he was like, yo, <laughs> director of Good Burger, I could score this part, but I think I got something that you might right. like. Nice. Connor, what's blown you the fuck away that you've been like, holy shit? Like record-wise, you mean anything, like, anything, man. What's blowing your mind? What's blowing my mind? <laughs> this interview, uh, it's okay. There's so much blowing my mind at this exact moment. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. last night, last night, I will just, I just want to say this. I listened to that After Clang record, Tipper or uh, Tripper. Tripper. Yeah. And it's just like absolutely. It's a mind. It's up. a yeah. It's the best record. If so I, I want to meet those guys real bad <laughs> because they're so fucking crazy. It's the same with like the No Twist. I just like the people that I feel like I would geek out over are like people that are just absolute scientists at what they're <laughs> doing. Like the No Twist yeah. uses like Wii controllers as yeah. instruments. You know, nice. like I don't know, like using them like on like a chaos pad on a screen. Basically, it's like yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I'm like a simple punk rock dude. Like in my head. I don't. I write songs in my head. I don't really know how to play instruments, but I, I do the, you know, Ramones thing: verse, chorus, verse, chorus, repeat. And then you guys have these big, huge songs and orchestrations, and there's so much going on. And uh, to me, it's very mathy and very smart and scientific and whatnot. And how the fuck do you do that? Like, I mean, I don't ha- know any other way to phrase it other than how the fuck do you write the songs you fucking write? We all came from post, like a good majority of us kind of came from instrumental bands or instrumental yeah. leaning bands. So like John and I played an instrumental band. Connor and Eric played in a band. What was the band? It was called Hunter Gatherer. Can yeah. you find it online? Yeah, it's yeah, on Bandcamp. Yeah, they're, cool. there's it's, a it's band camp up. And then Connor and Eric were in a band that wasn't instrumental, but had like right. very heavy instrumental leanings. I mean, like, is that the way they... Yeah, it was just like basically an instrumental band that I sang over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like... That's kind of in our blood, just in general. Do you, um, do you guys have any training beyond that, like classical training, uh, piano, violin, anything other than the uh, the young lady in the band? Yeah. So like Eric went to was going to school for what was his what was his major? Uh, uh, jazz technology. Yeah. And then like John, you were Jesus. going to school for drumming. Yeah, I played in jazz band, marching band, like throughout high school, and then the one year of college that I. So you guys have been a little bit inundated with some of, some aspects of this stuff. Yeah. I think that we all enjoy, like, those kinds of textures and composition, like, especially when they're done tastefully. Yeah. And so I think, like, the Albatross for us was kind of like an exercise in can we do this? And then Dealer, for us, like, our new, newer record was can we do this well? Like, can we do this nice. with um, taste in mind? And... Um, and, and and I guess like a sense of maturity as opposed to just putting orche- orchestral things yeah. wherever just because we could. It was like putting them in the spots that mattered. Yeah. How, how do you figure that out? Is that just something that comes with time? Um, I think it's like, I feel like, well, the way we did a lot of these were like, we started with basic structures of songs and like, like skeletons of songs that might not even have lyrics, you know? And, uh, and we just kind of worked on them enough to the point where we realized like what the moments we wanted to emphasize were with strings or with brass or whatever. And I feel like uh, like Eric had a huge part. Eric basically scored like all of the string stuff that Emma ended up playing on the record. And then um, like basically like guided me on recording all the brass. Like we have like French horn, trombone, and trumpet. And it was all basically guided by like what Eric's thinking. Yeah, and definitely, like, I think a big... We had, we discuss things a lot, and, like, we plan... Strange, like, you know, we planned kind of what we were wanting to do with this record way before we even executed it. Just, like, a lot of discussing and kind of, like, talking about goals and whatnot way before we had written a single thing for yeah. it. And 
like one thing for us was that we wanted to incorporate synthesizers as like an orchestral piece so or like as an orchestral layer yeah um and that was like a challenge for us i mean the way that connor was talking about song structuring like before we used to never do that we would literally write songs linearly so it's just like we're jamming on something and then like okay what would this go into another and part exactly and then it's another part and so like because that's kind of the world we come from like the world of instrumental music and i think music of that vein is very much like just flow and yeah. find it and, and like it, it, yeah the challenge for us was doing structures was like trying to like adhere to you know a more grounded sense in songwriting but still having the things that made like, and, and it and a lot of of it is of course honing your instincts that, I, yeah, I would sure. like to say sometimes it's okay to have the melody for the verses be the same <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or sometimes it's okay to like like trusting ourselves with choruses like yeah. it's it's really interesting like thinking about that as being a challenge for a band but that is definitely something that like we struggle with and like knowing like trusting like a part and saying like this is okay to come back to this like it's weird but that is something that like we had to work on together as friends and just as writers um so there's definitely those kinds of exercises um yeah like with each other (laughs) (laughs) and 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 it and it works like the new record is fantastic uh, do you guys read the reviews at all or do you guys stay with the fuck away from them um so <coughs> i've read i've read a handful generally like whoever like talia will send yeah. our you mentioned talia earlier or like i'll talk to our manager joe about them or like you know we know kind of the gist of how it's being received and like some people more and some people less just like yeah. some members don't pay attention <laughs> as much no. but yeah i mean it's like we've read a handful of very very kind things that were like we weren't necessarily expecting um and it's very affirming and like also being in going like a show like tonight where the people are interested in new music like this record just came out and like to have the kids and the people react that way is very very like it's heartwarming and it's like it it, yeah it's like the best thing in the world because this record just came out it what I what I liked just sitting in the back as an outsider was watching all these kids passionately sing along and like even to the, some of the new songs a lot of the guys yeah, know a lot that, of words that was one of the things that surprised me tonight is like how many kids were singing along to the new songs yeah which like means a whole lot it means to me that like you know they've been like really digging into the new album and enjoying it and like learning all of the words and like yeah and there are people that are like not going to enjoy it and yeah. people that will they want a certain thing and like we really had to like we went away to write this record like for a one month stretch basically and it was just us isolated together and like i don't know when you're alone just with the like the five of us with our instincts and like our friendship and whatnot like we took a chance on what we thought we wanted to do and not kind of and like tried to shut out the outside world and so like there are definitely people that are going to think like you know it doesn't have enough of anything like every record you put out you lose fans no matter what band you are like the biggest band in the world that makes an amazing 10 out of 10 record is losing fans over that 10 out of 10 record mm-hmm. like it's like shedding skin and it's okay like because the people that do love it like been very yeah. overwhelming and very yeah. positive so yeah we feel good about it i think yeah. connor when you have that microphone in your hand and you're singing to a room full of people and they're singing right back at you what the fuck does that feel like because <laughs> that's an experience i've never experienced and probably never will i don't know it's especially um, on your birthday man oh yeah lo and behold it's really cool especially because i feel like from like the worlds that we kind of come from as like the bands that we used to be in and um, music that, or like shows that we used to go to. Um, at least when I was a kid, it was always kind of like, uh, like not in your head with song, like head bobbing and like uh, kind of respectfully like, enjoying. yeah, re- enjoying like just kind of like moving to right, the music. Vibing out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it a chill mosh. A chill, chill mosh. Um, <laughs> and that, in, I think a huge part of that is just from like people that, when they like your band but don't know the lyrics to your yeah. songs. I think that's so cool. 
And that, but from all the bands that we've toured with, you know, we've done like a pop punk tour basically. And like, uh, I don't know, we've done a ton of different uh, tours that have like acquired different types of fans. And it's really weird and awesome at the same time to see the crazy mix of reactions that people have to it. It's like we have, you know, people that know about us from going on tour with Modern Baseball. Then we have people that know us from going on tour with Brand New. Or here, like, people that know us from playing with American Football. So you have, like, a lot of respectful older people that are, like, bobbing their head to it. Then you have, like, kids. Yeah, and then you have, like, kids that are, like, up front screaming and probably wanting to, like, stage dive. Yeah. But, it, (laughs) you know, like, they... I think that's just so cool, like, to see such an insane yeah. uh, mashup of people. Yeah, hopefully nobody's, like, in the crowd is stepping on anybody's toes. It's like the people, because, like, when I go to a show, I don't, I'm not up front and center going nuts, like, yeah. ever. Yeah. I stand back and I watch and I enjoy. And it's like to have those two types of, like you're describing, like, those two types of showgoer and to, like, have it where everybody still gets something out of it, I think is really nice. Like, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong because I have no idea how the people in the back felt, but like, you know. <laughs> they, they, I mean, myself and uh, the people back there seemed good. I mean, it's a small back room, but yeah, but no, but no like everybody was into it. The bar was, for the most part, clear except for girlfriends, <laughs> you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was fun. It, it was really nice to watch, especially after, you know, such a short discovery period for myself. And again, I apologize for not paying attention sooner. Hey, that's, hey. don't worry it, about it. It's totally fine. Um, <clears throat> but I got I got here, you know. Better late than never, as Cheech Marin says in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Yo. Damn. Yo. Um, Damn. Okay. And, and uh, let's see. Where, where can we go from here? So we have all these kids, you know, up front, singing along. You guys, I take it, were probably those kids once upon a time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a time. We were. So, yeah. I think we were like some of those kids. Some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some. I don't. I don't think I ever. I don't think I've ever gone to a show and like been up front like going crazy during a set but I think that's just like the type of person I am at a show yeah, I've done Usually, it several times but it's it, yeah. it's yeah. never like I tend to yeah. stay towards the back I think we're all I think out. like as people we're all like a little bit observers when we go yeah. to shows um, and in that regard I think we think about those people when right. we play yeah. I got so there was a tour that we went on that I got so fascinated with the back of the room <laughs> Because you know that everybody that's up front and center, they love it. They're gonna love it no matter what, because they're right. there to have fun, and it's like it's a it's an experience to them. But like, what about the person like at the bar in the back that like can hear it perfectly, but like they're not immersed in this like right. communal yeah. kind of like vibe? Like, what do they think about it? Right. And it's like thinking about them is, I don't know. Yeah. There's. How can we make them have a good time? Sure. Yeah. And and that's not to say they don't. Well, they yeah, not and not to make them have a good time, but it's how like can we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're in the middle of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, we got some waters. We got water now. Very sick. I think he harvested these waters from the That's green room. He's a good this guy. is a good yield. Yeah. Oh yeah, sprouts water. Oh. So everybody water up. I oh boy. Worse than anything. Oh, do you need to go? I mean, there's a, we'll just drain this water real quick and then. I had to pee right before our set, and it was just like so hard to get over there. <laughs> so I just Screw muscled it. through it. Uh, we were talking about kids up front. Um, yeah, just how oh, they interact. You know, it's it's funny though. I've started dabbling in comedy. Like, I sure. I don't consider myself a comedian, but I've gotten up and done it a few times. Mm-hmm. And all the comedians, we stand towards the back, mm-hmm. and there I am. Anyway, we stand. They stand towards the back, and they watch the whole audience. Yeah, and how it that's works. part yeah. of the show. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's it's interesting to hear that you guys do the same thing. I yeah. I always I always just think about the idea of like when you're standing up front. I've thought about this since I was a kid. And that's why anytime I go to a show, like I'm never like right up front because it's like you get the worst sound when you're like yeah, right right mm-hmm. right there up close and like the on top of that yeah, you're also past you. yeah. And I think it just takes a type of person to want to be like part of the thing that the other yeah. people are watching mm-hmm. and then there's people that want to see like again stand back and see the whole picture of the yeah. show i think that's all of us really i yeah. think all five yeah. of us are like that I, i've never really put it in those kind of terms before that's kind of beautiful i'd rather be up in the bleachers than in the orchestra pit connor and i back um we had just gotten off of a tour and connor and i went to see this band that we're friends with their bass player they're called strand of oaks and uh 
we ended up hanging out with them a little bit and just kind of talking about music and then they went up and played and this is the venue in st louis where they have like a uh, a top row kind of thing like a balcony where you can watch and sit and just watch and we both went up there and watched them and it was like just sitting and like enjoying this band just annihilate yeah it was dude it was magical <laughs> like it's like i wouldn't want to be up front for that like to be able to sit and be fully immerse like well plus you your reaction to everything when you're up front is like you i feel like it's important to understand your own reactions to things because they can th like throw off a performer you know if you're on your phone or whatever but it, when you're in the back it's like you can do whatever you want we just have a beer and like music for pleasure yeah and it's like uh, when you're on tour for so long it's like i think you get a little bit like burnt on music yeah. But like, what's amazing is that you have those kinds of experiences where you really, really enjoy something, and it just can. It's like, how can you not be romantic about music at that yeah. point? Yeah. Like when you see something that, like they were, they had just gotten robbed that day in St. Louis. Well, yeah, and which like, of course happens, unfortunately, it, a lot. Well, yeah, it happens from time to time, but like, they took out their frustration on that stage, and it was like a beautiful oh, thing. Beautiful. Like oh, yeah. you could see it, they played heavier. They're not like a really heavy band where they played heavier. They played like, it was dark in a good way. Nice. Like, yeah. Well, I want to keep with this kids theme. I like, I like this idea where <laughs> um, I'm at. Um, I noticed on Twitter and I stumbled upon your Tumblr, I believe. Just my personal one? Yeah, your personal one where you answer a lot of questions that fans tend to have. I do, we do also have a band one as well, but like, I started, I just did that just so like, it, I don't know. I just got bored, actually. Why try to make it anything other than it is? But I, but I liked how, I mean, you could tell the subjects you didn't want to talk about. I'm like, this is about that. Oh, here's a paragraph about this, but here's a sentence about that. But um, you, you've opened yourself up to the floodgates, so to speak, to these people. Uh, what is it like to interact so in-depth with your fans? I mean, especially as such a young band, sure. to meet and interact with these people. Yeah, I mean, it's... And this goes for all of you guys too. Mm -hmm. I'm just pointing it at him. Yeah. Are you just saying like the way in which we interact with people yeah. like via the like, internet? Is, is it important to you guys or is it just kind of like, hey, I'm, not to discount it as, hey, I'm bored in the back of the van, but uh, what what kind of relationship do you foster through this? I guess is what I'm kind of trying to say. I just think that we like really, for the most, I mean, there are questions on those things, like those, those mediums that we don't really like dive into and yeah. there's stuff that it's just like, I don't know. We I think we respect our fans, and I think that they're like, if they're asking something like that, feels like it um, resonates, uh, then it's worth saying something more than just a sentence about. It. And then there are like, I mean, that's a astute observation on your part. Like there are just some things where it's like it does not require. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't require something lengthy. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's fun to talk to people online. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah I think there's also like. There's a certain amount of things that I feel like you owe an audience when you um, when you give them something, you know, when you perform something or when you record something. Like, I think there's a, a certain amount of things, like a, a certain amount of explanation that you like owe people that listen to it. Even if it's like a mystical kind of, like a, a really, you know, abstract thing that you apply to it, like you owe something. Uh, and I think it's just about knowing like what those things are and then what the things that are like too personal to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like to keep privacy and to also like keep room for somebody to attach their own meanings to it you know like to not understand a set of lyrics means you like create something with your imagination out of them and yeah, I think that's totally. a really uh, it's nice to keep yeah. that and, yeah, and yeah. oh, oh. Oh, well, somebody oh, was about to speak. Oh, Who's? I was just going to say, like, on to that, like, the way people experience our music, whatever, and they attach their own meaning, like, through their own worldview. It's right. like, think about your favorite songs in the world. Like, if you could talk to the people that wrote them, like, would you really want to know what they're about? Or do you want to know, <laughs> yeah. or, like, because it it can change it. Like, in, and right. it's okay to, like, for somebody to hear something and not, like, know what it's about that's right. all right it's okay to let the mystery be there sometimes yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that pissed me off in english class growing up where it's like what did the author mean by this i'm like did he have to mean anything by that or you know when you're expected to put things into a certain box i don't so have yeah. to fit in a box they shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that way at least with music and i think you're right with 
like poetry or any sort of like writing in that regard it's like there is there's connor and i like when we write lyrics there's an intention that we have and we know sorry we know each other's uh like we know everything about those things inside and out and like the band knows those things as well and that's something that we share amongst the five of us and it's like that's not always for everybody else like and it's okay that you keep a part of yourself because if you give too much of yourself in that regard i think that you're left with very little i guess to kind of like interesting that's yours and only yours and so we'll talk about like what our songs are about some of them and some of them just you know it's not yeah and and the little bit that i i dug into this new record and I, i know some of the stuff it's about just through my little research I got a chance to do today but it's a very big it's a dark record sure it, it feels like you guys are going through it's therapy is writing music therapy for you guys like putting it out there 100% yeah definitely like yeah. 100% yeah like this record was yeah man like <laughs> I mean very very important stuff that I think that like from a content standpoint just in, if we're like going straight down to like just what these songs are about like i'm you don't have to, you pr- don't have to I'm, get into it no no, no i'm just, i'm very proud of like what connor and i like were willing to talk about because the the in some ways it's a continuation of themes from what the last record was but yeah. in a way where like the last record i think we weren't very confident in like being up front and like just letting the song be what it is yeah um yeah man it's a <laughs> it, it's definitely therapeutic i think for all of us in different ways yeah. but and it's uh, it's also like it was really really important that like because <clears throat> me and josh kind of established early on like some of the subject matter we were going to be going into and like just establishing like really dark parts about ourselves and like our past and uh i think like there's this part of me that felt like we should not do that at all just because I don't know if we could let it translate the right way, like on record. But uh, the second we got into the cabin and really started working on these songs, it was just like we just put all of it into it because we, I, at least I felt like 100% confident in what we were doing because it was just, I don't know, what we created as like the five of us felt like I could say like anything in the world over it. But yeah. I just, yeah. And we, I think we just chose to say, like, you know, the the worst things about ourselves. <laughs> and, and not to pander. I mean, that, like I said, midnight last night, I discovered it. And I think those are the things that it's successful because those are the things that, like, immediately grabbed me. I was like, holy shit, this is deep, dark, and honest. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to put that much of yourself out there into the world for others to experience? <laughs> the last record... We did that, but, yeah. and you know, you like you said, you just kind of started to get into yeah. listening to us, but I think one big thing that Connor and I really discussed at length, at least on my end, and I know he was very helpful with it, was that for the first record, there's, it's a lot of the meaning is bathed, just bathed <laughs> in metaphor. Yeah. And it's like, there, there are things in that record that like loved ones of both of us would know exactly what those are about. And like, they would see right through in a second, but it, your general like listener, they have no idea what those things are actually about. And this record, we talked a lot about like just being okay with like putting it out nice, there and yeah. saying like I'm just gonna own this like whatever it is like maybe you will know exactly what this is about because this song is pretty hard to like deny exactly what it's about it's right there on the table and like yeah I think it was it was important to uh, get past like feeling like you had to say uh, or like feeling like you couldn't say certain things you know like um, it was important for us to be like honest rather than uh, like conscience or conscious no. of like I don't know what's like <laughs> what would be like accepted or need like a parental advisory or something like yeah there's there's just stuff on there that is very very hard like very right. hard to tackle and like but when we were with each other writing like 
there were moments in there. Like, I think the biggest for me personally was like, we wrote a song and it's like the fifth song on the record and it's called Indica. And it's just a very yes. stripped down song. Um, and the whole process of that song and how we arrived to that, like, I think the five of us like bonded in a very like real way. Yeah, it was like a really strange thing. Like Ricky uh, was just playing this kind of lullaby melody. We were working on a different song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we were like, we were like all gonna like walk out and have a cigarette, and he was just like playing this melody. Just like jamming by it himself. Was and then really we just, just like, like kind of like stopped and like kind of knew at that moment that that's what that was gonna be. And I had written a set as an exercise and also just kind of as like a personal therapy to myself. I had written a very large quantity of, you could call them lyrics, you could call them whatever. It was a very stream of conscious, just being encouraged by friends and a couple of members in the band to just at least write about the stuff that yeah. I was talking about in the song. And Connor had those words, just said that he wanted to use them. And uh, it was just a, I think it was like a, definitely like a daunting and scary thing for me personally, because I didn't think that that, that would actually be on the record it was like those were just we had tons of lyrics that we were working on <laughs> yeah I mean, then, like, but he had, was like i want to use these for this and i want to talk about this and yeah it was just like we had all these sets of lyrics for songs that we hadn't written so we were just uh, working but that one it was like i like i pulled them up and started like singing them in my head and then i was playing like a melodica and like um I think like I, I started doing it right then, but I feel like the second Ricky started playing it, everybody just kind of realized like it had to be like what it was. Yeah. And it's really weird. His, like the song is almost exactly the way it was like the within night, the first the hour night, of yeah, writing. Yeah. yeah, I was just telling my friend about that earlier. Mm -hmm. It's about how, like, all the songs that are on the record, like, like a vast majority of them are like pretty different from like the skeletons we worked up in the cabin but like indica is like almost to like almost to a t like yeah. what we initially wrote yeah we didn't was, really alter it too much and but i think that there was a good reason for that and i think that like that was the to me that was like the turn we were i think that like when we first got to the when we first started writing we had a good flow and we were working really well and i think that was like a sideline thing where it was like we're working on something else and then that yeah. just comes into play and it's like we need to run with this like we have to stop what we're doing because this is something that like it, it was just it was all right there yeah, and just... and like I think it was that point where it was like there were a lot of fucking tears and there was a lot of like fucking hugging and a lot of really like I mean it, let's just get let's yeah. just put it all out there there was yeah. a lot of, like we were all crying it was a very emotional cabin, like next to a, a fire right <laughs> I was like, yeah I mean I it was just trying like to a keep really her Connor yeah, yeah like Connor did the skeleton of it with like piecing my words together and was just like can you finish this tonight and I just sat up that entire night listening to an iPhone recording of what they had done and like I there's no way to say it that maybe doesn't sound cheesy but i literally like faced it and fucking like yeah cried in my bed all night trying to like do justice to it or at least say i like it was at this point i was like okay well now this is going to be a song it wasn't just an exercise and yeah. writing my thoughts out it was like what am i going to say here and like how is this going to how is this going to be yeah. you know I'm so sorry. Form. I have to fucking. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, it's just been. It's been destroying me from the inside. Oh. This is gonna be my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, no. it's good. <laughs> Not the first or the last time this will happen. Um, it's my favorite song on the record. It's Thank the you. one that jumps out immediately. You know, because really, again, that's really nice of you to say. Yeah. So. It was a scary thing to write, and I don't know any other way to say that. And I like, I bear, I don't even, I think I might have done while recording it, put a little layer on there. But like, it's my, it's my, it's my dudes that put that song together. Like, <laughs> they want us to hurry up and finish. He's just, he's just, yeah, he's, cool. he's just Plenty. trolling. Well, so putting, but, all, yeah. so one thing I like is. The songs are therapeutic. They're helping you deal with some shit. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave that with your therapist. You know, we won't talk about that today. <laughs> but um, there's a there's a kid out there 
and, and I read them on Tumblr that they're getting a lot of stuff from this. You mean they're pulling things from it? Yeah, they're getting their own interpretations, sure. but it's helping them out as mm -hmm. well. And of course, you didn't have that idea when you sat down and wrote this. But what is it like to experience these kids dealing with stuff at the same time you're dealing with stuff? It's um, a big sigh. Well, I guess. Are you ready for stuff like that? Well, we kind of dealt with it in the last with the last yeah. record. Um, and there's a song on the record. It's the first song on the record that kind of talks about what we hit a very very <laughs> low and dark point in our band we had been touring for a really long time on the albatross and i think certain members and me probably to a larger degree than others hit a very bad bad yeah. point and i think that our relationship as a band was very strained i was just a complete asshole <laughs> and like just depressed and not dealing with it and like i think we had all hit a wall and uh, one thing that aided to that, and this is a very small thing, yeah. but kind of this, this in a roundabout way answers what you're saying. Um, the Albatross is an extremely personal record. Like, but again, it's bathed in a lot of metaphor because I wasn't able to, at least on my end as a lyricist, I wasn't able to say like, I'm gonna fully put this out there and own it. And like, I was dealing with that stuff while we were writing it. And uh, so people have their own interpretations of things, right? <laughs> and sometimes it can be hard when somebody puts that interpretation on you. Got it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, when, they, when they're saying like, oh, this song is about this. Or like they think that they know what it's about or they're trying to decipher it or whatever. And you feel very alone sometimes when you meet a lot of great people and you're meeting a lot of awesome kids and everybody is really nice, but like you start feeling detached from them and like like not understood a little bit and yeah. tour can be very lonely in that <laughs> regard. Um, you have micro conversations with people and a lot of times the people that you're having those micro conversations with, they just really like your band. So you're not, sometimes you feel like you're not having like just a real interaction with them. Like it's a, it's, they have an expectation of what you are or like what you've written because it means something to them. Uh, and so I guess like the roundabout way for all of this, like to tie it all in is basically that, yeah, like it's really, really nice that it affects people and it affected me. And like, and, and when somebody tells me or Connor or John or anybody that the record means something to them or helped them with something. And we have been getting that kind of stuff. Like the most I can say is like, it did the same for me. Like, and, and, it doesn't have to go any further than that. Like the record helped me and it and it helped me a lot. And if it does that for anybody else, regardless if they know what those songs are about or if they just are like translating into their own world, if it does that for them, like it's yeah, it's beyond words. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well not holy shit, that's a better phrasing. Um that's a perfect ending point, but I, I, I but I'm not gonna end right there. <laughs> Tight. Because but, wait. I, yeah. but wait, there's more. There's you got, more. You got more. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Because oh. <laughs> um, I, I, I've got this one last thing. I think it's gonna be an even better tag. Sure. These kids are out here. They're up front. They're listening. They could be out there writing their own songs, making their own songs. Totally. Um, I found, like, I'm not a musician, but my participation in the scene, like, I, I've gotten to travel the world I've gotten to do so much and it's mostly just by being that guy um, participating participation mm -hmm. is very easy in this world I find mm -hmm. you just got to get up off the couch so when that kid sends you that tumblr message like how do I start a band what do I do do you have do you have any like what helped you get up off the couch and start those first bands that you guys did because that's 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 a courageous thing to be like I'm gonna start a band I'm gonna do this I'm right. gonna jump on a band how did you guys decide, fuck it, let's start in a band? And do, do you want the real answer or do you want the like chip, more chill answer? I want the real answer. Um, just I mean, to, I'll give you a very condensed version yeah, of the yeah. real answer because it's not necessarily something that I want to fully dive into. But like I was in a place, let's see how, <clears throat> I was in a place where I was watching people actually die. And I um, had a moment of like 
I don't consider myself to be religious at all, but I basically said to something that if I can pull myself away from this and get out of this, that like I'm gonna do something that I want to do because I'd lost a lot of myself to that. And we've all like we're all connected through different bands and stuff like that in St. Louis and like. I don't know. What I would tell somebody is that, like, you don't have to have that moment of yeah. life or death or where you really feel like everything is on the line to make you get up and go do what you love to do. And I know it maybe is, like, just a simple and stupid way of saying it, but it's just, like, get up and do it. Yeah. Like, right. are you kidding? Like, you don't have... You have no idea. Like, we... Like, this shit just didn't fall in our laps like we're right. at right now. Like, we worked... We're working so hard because we love what we do. And it's, I don't think it's uncool to love what you do. And, like, and when it's work you love, it comes so easy. Oh, absolutely. That, that's what I found. That was yeah. my experience. I don't want to translate that into you. No, no. It's, it's like... Everything about being on tour and being in a band, like, doesn't make... None of it makes sense. Yeah. You're literally working against, like, yeah. what we were... Des- <laughs> You're working against what we were designed to be. Yeah, if I didn't like like touring so much, I definitely would not be doing it. Like I would be doing like any other job. Yeah. Yeah. I think just get up and and and, and find something that makes you. Extra- it doesn't have to be a band. It doesn't have to be anything. Right. Like, whatever it is that like turns you on, man, just like <laughs> run with it Hell because yeah. like you're gonna die it's real and, like and, and i fought that for years like i worked a bullshit job so did then, i i know. still do that i yeah. find i fall into that constantly it's not it's not like a, oh all of a sudden like we're playing music and we, we're touring and stuff and now i'm like now i'm just this motivated dude that's like got my life together i i slip i catch myself slipping into that all the yeah. time mm-hmm. and it's just knowing yourself and like knowing what it is that makes you happy and 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 just saying like i'm gonna fight for that like whatever it is i'm just gonna fight for it and that's pretty much all you can do i guess is like you know that you love something when it's like you would work a job to support that yeah Mm -hmm. it's like we work jobs to like so we can do this hell yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's it there for a second. Uh, anything else, guys? I'll let you guys go. Where are you guys headed next? We're headed to Salt Lake City. City. Hell yeah! Good luck. <laughs> uh, how, much, how much longer on the road, are you guys? I think we've got like just a, just shy of a month. Okay, yeah. cool. This is gonna go up on Monday. This is what. God, this is only Tuesday, isn't it? Jesus. Oh wow, yeah. Maybe I'll put it up earlier. I don't know. We'll see. Do it, at, yeah, man. Whatever. We'll see. If maybe you're just in there, just mixing and just vibing, and you're just like, you know what? <laughs> this has got to go up now. It's got to go. Say so the people need uh, this now. They've been pounding. The people are feeding. Pounding yeah. the streets. <laughs> but I'm really glad that at midnight I saw my buddy's Facebook post because this is a fucking great chat. This Was might- it just somebody that? You posted about the band or something? Uh, it's somebody that I really respect. Uh, Denver guys will know him, Aaron, say he runs Seven Circle. He was the guy in their videotape. Sure, yeah, he knows yeah, what yeah. he'll do with it. And he was just like, hey, the show got moved across the street. And I went, oh, yeah, that's happening. And I went, oh, yeah, boxing. I never listened to those guys. Hit play. Fuck, I got to go wonderful, What a wonderful series of events that led us to this. Because yeah. this was a really nice conversation. Man. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? No, thank you for taking your time. You feel yeah. good about it? Yeah, I feel, I mean, yeah, I feel good. I'm sorry know, to get do down the deep. Yeah, I hope it wasn't like too much of a downer of a conversation. Nah. It's just like when somebody asks what I think are good questions, like I would much rather give you a good, at least tr- attempt to give you a good answer as opposed to uh, just giving you some... Yeah. Like, a well, survey. I appreciate it. So yeah, no, thank you for, thank you for asking nice, nice questions. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you guys for hanging out and chatting with me. Um, well, um, yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's yeah. do it. All right, buddies. Thank you to Josh, John, and Connor for hanging out and chatting. Again, I could have chatted with these guys for another hour, hour and a half. We got real. We got deep. Um, I can't wait to meet and see these guys again. Fantastic band. Um, Really, really just damn, damn, damn good. I wish I could find better adjectives to describe the way these guys um, have made me feel over the last week. Um, Again, this is one of the best interviews I've ever done. If you were new to Mostly Harmless Podcast, man, sometimes episodes are good, sometimes they're bad. They're usually harmless. 
mostly harmless. Yeah, cheesy, cheesy taglines uh, excluded. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking this out. Please visit us at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. We're also available on Stitcher. Tune in. Uh, most podcasting networks you can find Mostly Harmless Podcast on. Uh, write us a little email, mostlyharmlesspod at gmail.com. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, I do love and read all your emails, and I do actually appreciate constructive criticism. Um, buddies, that's about all I got for you today. Let's uh, go ahead and end this episode with another track from Dealer, out now from Boxing. Uh, this is the song we talked about that, that gets really deep and dark, and Josh, uh, Josh was having a rough time with. Um, this is a song that really, really just dug in deep and um, made me fall in love with this band. And I'm sorry I'm late to the game because I know a lot of you guys are not. And I'm, you know, buddies, I'm going to quit rambling. This is Indica out now on Dealer, Triple Crown Records, Foxing. You take care now. We'll see you in a funny page. We can't be untouched by Of trouble stay When limbs lay over arms Frames and faces I've mistaken For kids whose lives I may have taken So do I haunt their parents' dream And in so am I summarized by sounds Of young long screams Their young one screams Bonds and blood-stained hands Combat neurosis shines From indica strands And it breaks my mother's heart To know I came back broken With the thought of my arms spilled open So would I bring their parents peace And if so, could I give back the sounds Of their children's screams Let go of what I've seen
on one screen 